All right, everybody. Bless y'all. I want to say real quick, as y'all are finding your way back to your seats, uh, Easter egg hunt, 2 o'clock. If you've got young people that would like to be here, if you see people that just live in your neighborhood, uh, the last two years we have packed the church, and I just want to encourage you to invite people. We will have a... Uh, an evangelistic message, but we'll also be having a lot of fun and giving away a lot of candy and giving away a trampoline. Yeah. Uh, so um, please, please, please uh, try to find those that are around you that you have influence over and uh, invite them. I just want to speak to what we just got to be a part of. Um, I can't put my finger on it, except to say, and I texted Zach as the as they finished, that, that was one of the most incredible worship experiences that I've had since I've been at this church. And I've been in almost every area of the church. I've worked my way through just about every job that there could be done in this place. And it, the list was great. I, I liked the songs. They did some old stuff, did some new stuff. We got some new people on stage, but it was a blend of unity. It was a blend of the Spirit of God coming down. It, there was some spontaneousness. Th that, I just don't know. I don't want to sit here and say it was a great list or a great great job by the sound guy, great job by the... I, I think what the Lord was showing me was how he can put his pieces into place, but the Spirit of God is in every piece and has creative ability and has the heart of God. It's not just one thing. It's not just, it's, it's all these pieces. And then we have you. And the Spirit of God is in you. And I just, I just want to tell you, I think that we are witnessing something great. That something great is happening. And I believe just the same as what just went on on stage. This is due to hard work and prayer and uh, diligence and endurance um, and and then, out of that work, the Spirit of God comes. And you come in here not rejecting. There's a part that plays out here in the congregation. A non-rejecting, an openness, a willingness to go. There, the people up here are saying, hey, we're going, and you go. So there's something incredible taking place. I hate that we are so small in numbers. I don't know what's going on with Wednesday night. I don't know if I'm running people off or what's happening. But... The Spirit of God is here. I can tell you, I don't, I don't really care if I turned around and nobody was here. The Spirit of God was here. And something incredible was happening with the worship team and with you tonight. Um, of, of the, I've been here. My daughter is, um, how old is she? She's 19. So I've been coming here 18 and a half years, and that was one of the most incredible experiences of worship that I've had. And I wasn't crying. I wasn't laying on the floor. I've had many different types of ways of expressing my worship, but that was incredible. That was incredible. So there you go. Yay. Thank you. Yay, God. All right. I am going to pick up in Deuteronomy chapter one. If you guys got your Bibles, get it out. Let's, let's dive in here. I want you to see something. And this is from today's reading in the one-year Bible. If you don't have a reading plan, get on the one-year Bible reading plan and go through the Bible through the year. And I want to encourage you, when you finish it this year, start it again and start it again until you form that habit and you don't stop. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by his word 
we've got to be feeding on the Word. So I decided as we finished Boundaries, I was going to dive back into the one year. I still read it every single day. But I went back to today's reading, hoping I can kind of encourage and bring along some others to start reading, uh, get, in, get on a reading plan, get on a meal plan. I'm not kidding. Get on a meal plan, feeding from the bread of life every day. So, Father, we just ask right now for you to speak to us. Right now in this 20 minutes, we've, we've got 20 minutes, and Lord, we need you. And Lord, I just ask you to speak through me, to speak directly into each and every one's spirit right now. And give us good explanation, teacher. You are our teacher. We are your disciple, and we will learn from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 18. I love how this starts right here where we pick it up, and it says, At that time I gave you instructions about everything you were to do. Now, I like instructions usually. I am a very systematic person. Tell me how, that's why Weight Watchers worked so well for me, because it was strict. And I really put them to the test. I'm going to do what you say, and really I don't believe it's going to be true. I don't believe I can lose weight, but I'll do your plan. And I did it, and I lost weight. Pound and a half every single week every week without any uh, plateaus. That's what they call it in the weight losing world. Plateaus. Their plan for me worked. And here in the word of God it says, I've given you instructions of everything that you were to do. And I'm like, okay, what are they? Great. Does this apply to me? That's what I want to be asking. As I read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, how does this apply to me? This word's for me. I'm eating for my nourishment. Okay? Are you are you here to get nourished personally? Okay. Verse 19. Then, just as the Lord our God commanded us, we left Mount Sinai and traveled through the great and terrifying wilderness, as you yourselves remember, and headed toward the hill country of Amorites, where we arrived at Kadesh Barna. Now, I want to ask you, are you going through a terrifying wilderness? In some way, are you facing challenges? I just want you to see, we can, we can apply this to us. Verse 20, I'm on the right one. I said to you, you now have reached the hill country of the Amorites, and the Lord our God is giving us. Verse 21, look, he has placed the land in front of you. Go and occupy it. As the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. What did he say to do? First thing he said, that's right, he did say, but he said, look, open up your eyes. I'm doing something in your life. Would you just look? I don't care how you feel. I don't care about you going through. I do. He does care. He does care about how you feel. But we're not talking about how we, you feel. We're not talking about you going through a terrifying wilderness. I'm saying, the Lord is saying, look. So I want to encourage you, as you're walking through your day, look. Look at what the Lord is doing. Look, He has placed the land in front of you. Go and occupy it. Right? As the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Do you know that you have promises for you? God promises. 
God has made you promises. And the Lord is saying, look, my promises are there. Go and get it. Go and occupy it. What are your promises? You need to know them. I'm not going to tell you. You got to go dig them out. You got to know. God's saying, look, I've given you this land. Now go take it. Go take the land the Lord has promised you. He didn't say, here, I just lay it right here. I love you. No, he says, go occupy it. You can build a house and not occupy it. You got to go occupy it. Verse 22. But you all came to me and said, first, let's send out scouts to explore the land for us. They will advise us on the best route to take and which towns we should enter. Immediately, I'm already getting, uh, ang- I'm getting nervous, anxious. What would be the word? Uh-oh. I already don't like the sound of this. We already know what's going to happen. Many of you that have just studied the word know what's coming next. But God just said to go do this. And our response is, okay, yeah, but first, hang on. We're going to go check it out. Right? We're going to go check it out, send out some guys, and hear their advice. Okay, verse 23. Seemed like a good idea to me. So I chose 12 scouts, one from each of your tribe. They headed for the hill country and came to the valley of Eshcol and and explored it. Verse 25. They picked up some of its fruit and brought it back to us, and they reported, The land of the Lord our God, the land the Lord our God has given us, is indeed a good land. They should have stopped there. But they didn't. It's kind of a good news, bad bad news. Can you tell? Well, I got some good news and some bad news. The good news is, man, it is awesome. We got everything that we would ever need. It's awesome. The land of milk and honey. Look at this fruit. This is awesome. But, but, it should have two T's at the end of that. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. Verse 27, because you complained in your tents and said, the Lord must hate us. That's why he's brought us here from Egypt, to hand us over from the Amorites to be slaughtered. Verse 28, where can we go? Our brothers have demoralized us with their report. They tell us that the people of the land are taller and more powerful than we are, and their towns are large with walls rising high into the sky. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Anak. One thing I want you to catch, I I just want to encourage you again about you reading your Bible every day. I have read the one year since 2001, I think. Is that right? 2001. So 15, 16 times, however you do your math. And I've never caught this. God did not have a problem with them going and checking it out. God did not have a problem with them going and and checking out, sending out people to see what the land was like. You know, he knows we're going to have concern. 
He knows we're going to kind of even maybe be a little bit worried. That's where faith has to come in. If it was just easy, we could just blindly do it. There wouldn't be any real choice to it. We would just do it. But God's given us a free will to make a choice. And a lot of times those choices are nerve-wracking choices. He knows that. But when we start to allow the circumstance to change our course from what God's called us to do, you're going to see God does not like that at all. They went, they saw, but they bought into the circumstance rather than buying into what God commanded them to do. And they didn't go. They allowed what they faced. They allowed what they saw in the natural. They allowed what the world would tell them because ten of them said, we can't do it. Two of them said, we can. And they listened to the ten. Narrow is the way. He said, you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God because you didn't go in. They didn't just choose not to go in. They rebelled against God. Verse 29. But I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you, just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to this place. God has brought you here to go take this. What are you facing? What are the promises that God says, if you will endure and if you will stick with it, you will reap my benefit. But we come to that edge and we get scared and we pull back and we try to stay where we are. Forty years they sat there. Do you know how long it should have taken them to get from point A to point B? It tells us 11 days. And instead 40 years wandering Not only did God say to go and take the land, not only was he okay with sending the 12 spies, he said, you're going to face people that are going to be a problem for you, but I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. This is what's going to happen. I'm with you. Instead, the second they saw the giant, they forgot totally about God being there and everything he had done behind them. It is so easy, church, For someone that is following the Lord, that has followed for years, these guys left Egypt following Moses because of who their God was, because they believed they would be delivered. Moses told them they would be delivered. You know what? They had to believe and leave. They had to make that decision and leave. But here they go, and next thing you know, the next giant stands up there, and they wish they were back. It would have been better if we just stayed as a slave. At least we'd have been fed. At least we would have had a burial plot. They had one ready for me. They're ready to go. What'd they do? Send us out here to the desert so they wouldn't have to use up their burial plots? Do you see how quickly we allow ourselves to get turned around? It's so easy. God has called you. God is speaking to you. 
Many of you know you've come to that point, to that point of knowing what the Lord's called you to do, and you've just waited. And I want to encourage you, go. Make the mistake going. If you're going to make mistakes, make them doing what God's called you to do. Not sitting back here hoping the giants will go away and you can just wander into the land. Not going to happen. Giants have to be driven out. What you're facing in your mind, in your heart, in your body, in your job, with your marriage, with everything that's coming at you, you have to drive those giants out. And you know what's amazing? Those giants are in you. The battlefield is in your mind. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's not your checkbooks. It's not your paycheck's fault. It's going on right in here. These promises are for you, guaranteed. Yes, God says yes. He doesn't wave around and says maybe or maybe sometime or yeah, if you make everything perfect, line up, then I'll do it. No, his promises are yes and amen. Done. He is waiting to perform them. But he was waiting for the children of Israel to go take that land. The, the fight was already done. All they had to do was just go. Have you ever noticed that when they prayed and God said, go, you will take this land, every single time they went and tried to take it, they took it? Have you also noticed that when God says, no, don't go, and they would go, they'd lose? Every time. You, son of a gun. God says it, it happens the way he says it. At what point do we say, okay, it looks bad, but I'm not going according to that. I'm going according to you. It's what faith is. It's a substance of things not seen. We can't see it in the natural, but we know it in the supernatural. God said it. I feel it in my heart. It's confirmed in my spirit. Okay, I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's not my problem. My problem is to go. God, the Great Commission, has told us to go to all nations. I, guys, it's Easter Sunday. It's time for you to go reach your circle of influence. And I don't even mean bring them into church. I mean bring them into the kingdom. Then bring them to church. That's the plan. That's not some back door trying to grow the church. No, that's God's plan. Give them Jesus, then get them connected into a body. So I want to encourage you. We know that we're called to do that. Everyone here that claims to be a Christ follower is called to reach your circle of influence. Those that are around you that don't know the Lord, that are falling apart, that are hurting, you're called to go meet a need in their life. That need that nothing, can't, be, can't be met in the natural can only be met in the supernatural. That's what you have. That's what I've got. I'm walking around with the ability to meet somebody's need that could never be met in the natural. Yeah, oh, amen. Yeah, I've got that. that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Verse 32. But even after all he did, you refuse to trust the Lord your God, who goes before you, looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. 
know the difference between the, these people and us? Is we have the spirit of Christ. We have so much more than they have. We have the ability to when we fall down, we can repent, plead the blood of Jesus. They did not have the blood of Jesus at this time. They had the blood of bulls and goats. It was messy. Now, I still believe that they had that redemptive power. It was just being done by a different plan, by a different structure. But ours is so much better. I don't have to wait until the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, to be able to get free. I can get free while I'm speaking to you. I can get free right now. I can approach the throne of grace, mercy and grace, boldly. You, anybody have children that barge into your room boldly when conversation is going on? When you're on an important phone call, when you're in the presence of somebody very important, they don't have any idea what's important. They're important. They're the most important thing, and their thing has to be the worst thing that's ever happened, the, the, the most important thing ever. And they have a hangnail. That's what the Lord says. Nothing is too important for you to be able to come boldly to me. You can come boldly to me. Blood has been shed. The veil has been torn. The way has been made. And he made the way. This isn't something we've conjured up. He's made the way. He said, come to me boldly. Even after all he did, we refuse to trust the Lord. After all that he's done, we refuse to trust. I want to encourage you to trust the Lord. He is trustworthy. If there was ever the definition of trustworthy, it's God. You can trust him. You can trust him to his word. You can trust him to his spirit. Many of you here tonight have been called. You are hearing something that you can't hardly Make that step. Get wisdom. Search in the word. Get around godly people. The problem with the 12, uh, 10 of them weren't godly. And I will tell you, you go get 12 people together, you're probably going to get some mixed, some mixed answers. And you've got to be able to have the spirit of God and the word of God and the discernment to be able to say, you know what? That lines up with my heart and with my spirit and the word. You guys don't. Y'all stand over here. What did y'all say? You know what? There are giants. But we can take them. We're not in denial. There's giants. David didn't say, let's just all deny the fact that Goliath is out there. Let's pray really hard and have a prayer meeting and let's worship. I'll go get my harp. Y'all bring the cymbals. No tambourines. Giants go crazy over tambourines. No tambourines, okay? Okay, no tambourines. But everything else. And we're just going to pray this giant out of here. 
And I says, what are you doing? Why, why are you still praying? You're praying to do what? Wait a minute. I told you to do this. Yeah, God, but prayer, we're going to pray. Said, giant, go away. God, where are you? Giant's still there. You come pray with me. We're going to pray this giant out of here. What did the Lord tell you to do? Well, he told me to go take him out. Well, let's go take him out. Let's stop praying. I don't mean to stop praying. Well, let's stop praying, and let's go take this guy out. David spoke. Then he had to throw a rock. The giant did not go down when he spoke. The giant went down when he threw the rock. He spoke the word of God. He did the word of God, and the giant went down. It's time to conquer your giants once and for all. Amen? Amen. Uh, Pastor Justin, I'm going to pray just to kind of close this part, but I want you to come up and pray over our list if you don't mind. Father God, I just, I just ask you, Lord, in our um, ignorance and our hard-headedness and our hard-heartedness to speak again to us. Speak back down into our spirit, into our minds, Lord, what it is that you've said for us to do. So many times we have to hear it. We have to hear it again, and we have to hear it again. And I just ask you to renew that word and that call in our hearts again. Lord, let us hear it. Let us confirm it by your word. Let us confirm it by your spirit and by your body, by wise men and women. And Lord, let us go. Give us courage and strength to go. Put people around us that say, go and fulfill the word of God. And Lord, I ask you to defeat the people that are speaking into our hearts to stop. Identify them to us, Lord. Let us know your word and know what isn't. Your sheep know your voice. And I ask you, Lord, to give us uh, shepherd's ears. Ears to hear the shepherd. Ears for the shepherd. Awaken us. In Jesus' name.